0: you're gonna hear me roar. <laughs> hello and welcome to episode 115 of mid-off cricket podcast mid-off because by midway through you'll probably want to switch off i'm your host ross let me introduce the team the boy from the wrong side of the tracks come good welcome david
1: ross often i'm asked in the streets around uh, what it's like to be an international podcaster and um obviously in these tough times of isolation uh my mind goes back to that and i, I say to the people uh, the fans you know how you're in sort of a two to three week lockdown currently? That's what our last three years has been like.
2: <laughs>
1: We've just been kept away from friends and family, whacking away <laughs> at our typewriters, coming up with sort of gold that keeps us going. So that's, that's how I explain it.
0: Right. Yeah. Obviously you'd be uh, bumping into those people on Zoom. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> digitally. <laughs> yeah. Um, man who said Shane Watson modelled his game on. Welcome, Michael.
3: Hello, gents. And like David, I'm often asked the question when I'm out and about, but it's normally, <laughs> hey, mate, what are you doing in that tree? Yeah. But anyway, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's Jay's number one Dan Christian fan, our guru. Welcome, Alex.
4: Hi, guys. Um, I've never been asked that question, so I can't really comment on it.
1: <laughs> uh, we can hear you okay, Alex. Thanks, mate. Oh, good.
4: Yeah. for the time in 45 yeah. minutes, you can hear me. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: today, we're
0: in the quadrangulated Frederick Harold Sock Company Studios. This is a tight ship production brought to you by Big Lug Enterprises. We start today with a look at The Test. Is it a documentary or is it propaganda? I'll head over to Alex and Michael to take us through in more detail.
3: But well, lead us off, Mick. You watched the whole thing and so did I. Alrighty, so yes, so um, I watched this um, pretty much as soon as it came out. So um, it's essentially the one, the Amazon Prime series, which it basically starts from Sandpaper Gate, like the sackings and everything, and goes through to um, is it the it's the Australian summer, isn't it, Kim? It goes up to India.
4: Uh, it goes up to the end of the Ashes in England.
3: That's uh, right. Ashes is after India. yes. Yeah, so it goes to the end of the Ashes. So it's um, propaganda is a really good word for it, Ross, because there's a little <laughs> bit of that involved. Um, it's basically the whole idea behind it is to give you this like behind the scenes, like this is what's going on, and it's your typical, um. Doco fair, like, there's a, there's a lot of really good behind-the-scenes access where you get to see in the change rooms and stuff, so yeah, yeah, that's be- pretty interesting. There's some there's some interesting stuff there, and then it's got, obviously, that spliced together with match footage, then you've got the typical, you know, talking head-type footage where your uh, blokes are sitting around and going, oh, and this is what happened, and this happened, and my thoughts were this, and rah, rah, rah. My one big takeaway from it was, um, is the old saying, you know, dress um, for the job you want, and judging by the Talking Heads segments, Usman Khawaja wants to be Drake. Because, um, <laughs> so, so for those of you who haven't seen it, like you got the Talking head bits, and everyone like it's it's all the typical it's Langer, Payne, Finchy, because there's a lot of stuff in the one days when he was captain. So and he that's when he started making his Test debut and stuff. So there's a lot of Finchy. There's obviously Warner and Smith when they come back, and there's a few of the other boys, Pat Cummins, and all that kind of stuff as well. Most of those guys pretty much standard fare. They've either got a plain black or plain white T-shirt or shirt on, as a general rule. Like, not Steve. I was amazingly surprised that Steve Smith wasn't branded New Balance from head to toe. I know. But somehow they (laughs) somehow the people at Amazon must have said no and didn't let him do it. But (laughs) um, but yeah, Usman has got like a. So he's got like um, just a a T-shirt on. He's got like a, a zip hoodie, which. I might be wrong but I think it has some kind of like animal print on like the inside of it so that's kind of half open and then he's got like a gold chain on that will put Mr. T to shame and then he's got like a uh, Tip Maudsley style flat peak hat oh, yeah. but it's got like an emoji of like The weekend or Drake or some like hip hop artist on it or Kanye or something yeah. and it's just so fucking out of place and it it's not funny at all like it's just it's oh, so bad yeah. Uh, I was like, I was literally just looking at it and went, what the fuck? So I saw it, I'm like, that's just so out of place. But, um... I but, love his, um... Yeah. His,
4: uh, formerly associated with pedophile wire rimmed glasses that he wears. Yes. And now is, like, cool to wear. But it just looks yeah. so funny when he's arguing with Langer over something in a team meeting and he's wearing these ridiculous
3: yeah. pedophile glasses while doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. But yeah so but um the the other big takeaway from it is is that like I like and this is my and I'm not sure what Alex's thoughts are but from watching it is that um Justin Langer looked at this documentary series or whatever you want to call it you know as an opportunity to soften his public image is my belief like I think he has gone into it with a it's like it seems like its Calculate is not the right word, but it seems like he's gone into it with a way of just going, I'm going to say the type of things I think are going to make me look better. Because the language you get in the talking heads, and then the langer you see in the behind-the-scenes meetings and stuff don't match up.
4: Absolutely. I like, 100% agree with that. It's, like, it's mm-hmm. like he's living in his fantasy land in his own head.
3: Oh. Because, like... As we talked about, because this is around the time when all the stuff goes down, so Usman becomes one of the most senior players in the side after the sandpaper stuff, So, and he's, from judging from the footage, obviously it's cut to look this way, but he's the most vocal and outspoken member of the playing group in these meetings, barring mm. Payne, who's like captain and obviously tries to speak for the blokes who don't feel... Um, you know, confident speaking yeah. up. But Uzman um, definitely doesn't shy away from it. And the funny thing is, just in all these talking head bits, Langer's like, oh, I love Uzi, I love him so much. But it's just, there's no sincerity in it. Like, it just, yeah. I don't believe what he's telling me. And, he, and then you see him in the meeting and he's talking to him and he's just got that Langer scowl that you just associate with Justin Langer's face in the meetings and you can tell, like, I'm not like I am not liking what is being put across the table to me right here. No, and then, him, he then, you the and yeah, and then you switch the talking head, yeah. Then you switch the talking head, and he's like, "Got this big ring. oh, Ah, love him. Is he Challenges us. It's so good. Ra ra." It's like, <laughs> "Fuck off." You believe that, mate? That's just bulldust. And as a, as a short, angry man who doesn't like anyone <laughs> questioning he, what he's doing, I can see it a mile off that he's full of shit. But
4: oh, mate, yeah. yeah. If you wanted, like, a definition of defensiveness, it'd just be a picture of him when fucking uh, Kawaja's talking to him and saying he doesn't agree with how they're using the nets. It's far out. He gets so yeah. angry that he's just yeah. being questioned at all. And just, like, yeah. just you know, really belittles um, Uzi in front of the whole team, I think. It was yeah, a really good um, uh, scene, I guess, to, to be part of from a viewer. Well, just to know that those sort yeah. of conversations happen, and and yep. it's not like just this professional will go out and do the job and go home. People actually give a shit, you know. Yeah, yeah. But the the couple
3: of the go, mate, go. Um, no, you're right. You keep going.
1: Does does he does Langer get as angry as you get when people tell you to pitch the ball up on a Saturday?
4: <laughs> Me. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, and is and defensive too, yes. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like, you know, there'd be a nose in it if it was uh, using a horse racing analogy. It's more defensive and more angry. Yeah. <laughs> like it never says, I'm not fucking trying to bowl short cunt, but...
3: Yeah, yeah, a yeah. <laughs> oh, little Emily.
1: Ooh.
4: The, um,
3: oh. the, uh I don't know whoever had the money on Gin to say that before me. <laughs> yeah. then pay up! Yeah.
4: I think you can actually bet on that in sports bet now, seeing as all the sports are. Um,
1: bleep their name.
4: Oh yeah, bleep bets. Um, so <laughs> my main um, things I got out of the doco was Mitch March the Bison is a genuine great guy. Um,
3: And a pest. And sorry? And a pest. Yeah, locker an absolute
4: pest. pest. Some of the um, rain delay stuff that he was pulling out. I think while being 12th man, uh, or 12th or 13th man, was some of the best stuff I've seen. Um, Another take is batsmen still do and say the same shit in park cricket as they do (laughs) in international cricket after they go out. Some of the great, like talking to yourself as, you like, the most, um... shittest person on earth for going out. <laughs> so I think Finchy, um... Uh, in his slump in ODIs, when he was in, just at the start of the Indian tour, he went out to bat and he went out, like, nine off 16 balls and just went out, you know, just didn't hit a thing. And he comes in, hurls his bat against the wall, sits down, puts his head in his hands and says, nine off fucking 16 why didn't you just go out for a fucking duck and um, save everyone the fucking trouble, you shit-cut, or something like that. I'm like, oh, it's fucking gold. I've seen, like, a million cricketers in park cricket say that sort of stuff. but like, you yeah,
3: fucking shit. Oh, I've never felt... Up. I've i always always felt like I had a connection to Finchie, and that just fucking cemented it.
4: <laughs> Should have just gone out for a fucking duck. <laughs> That's great. Uh, um, 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 another but, um, another take out I have yeah. from it is uh, Langer hates sitting on chairs, especially when addressing <laughs> the team <laughs> after they've been fucking pelted. <laughs> he sits so on a fucking... Talk us through that. So, there, I forget what game it was. There's a uh, bar fridge with a glass-fronted door on it. And <laughs> yeah. I think we've just been smacked by England in ODIs in Australia. Or, no, over there. I think we've just been belted like the five ODI series we had where we lost 5-0. <laughs> I think it might yeah. have been like ODI 4. We got smashed and everyone's sort of coming in just after losing, walking into the room. is sitting on the fridge. Mind you, the, the change rooms have personalised couches for all the players.
2: <laughs> and so he's sitting on a
4: couch. Except he's sitting on a fucking fridge and he just goes over asking, the man? team... You know, pointing out all their failures, how shit they were, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) blah. It's sitting on a fucking fridge.
3: Great. but it's not just the sitting on the fridge thing Ginn. like most people go he's yeah, sitting on a fridge so maybe his legs are at the front like he's sitting on a <laughs> chair but he's not he's sitting splay legged with a <laughs> leg on either side like he's riding the fridge like it's a fucking horse like it's fucking weird please tell me we've got a photo of that we can put on the socials <laughs> uh, oh we we'll would have to be able to find one somewhere yeah, yeah I've just uh, uh. you
4: know coincidentally cancelled my um, Amazon Prime account now that I've watched that so
3: I can't look it up so something else I'll have to get the free of <laughs> um But the other thing that, like the Langer thing too, was like, you're talking about the Mitch Marsh thing. So during one of the rain delays, like Mitch Marsh is just being peak Mitch Marsh. And he's like, he's playing, he's got, he's like, they got a music going and he's playing air guitar and then he's like, de- he's doing air DJing, like spinning the discs <laughs> and all this stuff. And then the door opens and Langer walks in and he stops and grabs a bat and starts shadow batting like that's what he was doing the whole time. All the while hanging it
4: up the bit to the where camera. He, that,
3: yeah, and that's the bit where you just go, yeah, these boys are still scared of Langer no matter what Langer wants to say, <laughs> they're all fucking scared of him.
4: <laughs> oh, I love it, though. It's just gold, and he's, like, shadow batting, and everyone oh, was, else is, like, laughing under their breath as he's, like, seriously oh, shadow so batting. so funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: now, another thing... That and Ginn and I have spoken. We've spoken about this in the Facebook chat. But we'll talk about it here because it's just fucking stupid. So Dave Warner. So during the he's just got no self awareness or doesn't know how to read a room. He's the dumbest fucking man in world cricket. Huh. So yeah. where during that test during the test match when Jofra hits Smith in the head mm-hmm. and gives him concussion. So they cut to the change room. This fucking idiot. The Ooh. first fucking words out of his mouth are. Oh fuck! That's exactly where Houston got hit. Get out to him. Get out to him. It's like, are you fucking retarded, cunt? Yeah. Like of all the things to Like say. I get you're in the moment, and that's. But how does that? How is that the first thing that comes out of your mouth? Oh yeah, they just killed Steve Smith as well. Like fucking hell, mate. Yeah. Like it's just. Oh, you just watch. It's painful to watch because you just like, really, man. Like yeah. fuck. And I know it's probably just instinct. It's the first thing that comes to his head, but. Fucking hell, mate. Have a filter. Like, they just tell the entire change room that the best bat we've had in 20 years is fucking dead. Like,
4: yeah. come on, mate. Or get a die like, It was just, yeah.
3: Yeah. Like, it was just, like... Yeah. Yeah, but... That just—that was one of the things you just... But you just watch it you go, what the fuck are you thinking, yeah.
4: mate? Uh, yeah. Another thing I love... Um, oh, yeah, go, Ross. I was
0: just going to say, talking about Dave Warner, what was he wearing when they went to Gallipoli?
3: Oh, Jesus.
4: <laughs>
0: that
3: was hard to watch they went to France
4: twice in a fucking year first time oh. going over the ODIs they went to oh, I forget where a Battle of
0: Breton or somewhere
4: something yeah. like that where the biggest death in Australian yeah. war happened I can't remember anyway I'm not a big war yeah. file but yeah and then they went back for the ashes and they went to Buddy Gallipoli so was like oh, how many like the same people went to this other place And I don't know
3: yeah. But to answer your question, Ross, it's a photo we've put up on the socials. Warner is wearing an orange knitted jumper and a matching orange like Kangol fucking train driver's look, fucking Samuel like L. Jackson leather. hat. It
4: look like a leather hat.
3: Oh, just so fucking bad. <laughs> but, like, like you, but like you touched on here, can we just like... I get as a nation, and rightly so, we're very proud of like what the Anzac spirit and everything stands for, and, like, we celebrate Anzac Day, and we are very, you know, um very patriotic about it and all that type of thing, and I, so as we greatly should be, like, you know, that's a fantastic part of who we are as Australians. But for fuck's sake, can we stop, as a nation, trying to compare it to fucking sports? Because I'm sick to fucking death of watching these documentaries where someone like a Justin Langer or a Steve War or whatever tries to tell you that the mateship you share with the bloke you opened the batting with is the same as old mate in the foxhell that was getting fucking shot at. It is ridiculous. Like, it's just, it's just, it's poor fucking taste and it's actually to the point where it's disrespectful to the people that actually went and fought because it's, it's offensive because it's nowhere near. Even fucking comparable. And these people need to fucking stop it. If you want to take them there to prove just how lucky they are as an Australian cricketer, to be an Australian cricketer, and you know there's a a lot of men that were your age right now who lost their lives on this beach and so forth, fair enough. But do not fucking link it back to what you do fucking on that 22 yards of fucking rolled grass because it's fucking bullshit. And footy does it, and rugby does it, every sport fucking does it, and it's just fucking bullshit.
4: Yeah, and and in my my rant. it's purely on the coaching slash manager's staff, because they put all the players in a room and then ask them how that experience just makes them feel. And then, of course, the players are going to say, you know, oh, the mateship that I've heard about here is exactly what, you know, we're trying to do, but they will compare it because they're asked those questions. (laughs) I think they should go there and say this is, not, this is nothing like what you're doing but this is purely for perspective and a learning thing about Australian history and just leave it at that, in my opinion. but
3: Yeah. Yep.
0: Fair enough. Um, what sort of event do you think that uh, outfit Dave Warner was wearing? <laughs> what event would be appropriate to wear that type of clothing, do you think?
3: Uh, Warnable uh, races. There, Polo.
4: I think a steam-powered <laughs> engine convention. <laughs> He looked like an old... He had uh, the right hat for it. (laughs) Yeah, Mm. but he looked like this old, you know, eccentric man who built his own friggin' one-cylinder steam engine from scratch or something, you know?
3: Like Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson. Maybe a traffic light party at uni when it's it's the only orange (laughs) clothes you can find.
4: What's Maybe it was bad shirt night. I'm with someone, but I'm Oranges,
3: I've got a girlfriend, but I'll cheat on her. Which <laughs> yeah. Dave Warner would probably fall in that category, I reckon?
1: <laughs> bleep that. Uh, yeah,
4: we'll bleep that. Um, what else did I get out of it? Oh, 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 just some, some of the world's worst. Ah, um, oh, here we go. Lagers. <laughs> What Lager always says about his coaching, from since he was coaching from the start, he's never been to Harvard, but he surrounds himself with people who have been to Harvard.
1: What, Ricky Ponning?
4: And, yes, and then he said, and Ricky is, oh, what did he say, like the best person to ever come from Harvard, or something like that, and I'm like, oh God.
1: Is that an analogy for Test Cricket, or being good at Test Cricket, so... I He's guess, never been yeah. to Harvard, i.e. good at test cricket, but he surrounds himself with people who are. I don't know. But there was bloody Ben Over or whatever his tests. bloody name in there. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but that's yeah. true. Made two hundred and fifty. Now I will say Ricky
4: Ponting uh quite comes across quite good and knowledgeable and actually a really great coach in the documentary. Steve Wood yeah, however. Actually. Yeah. Does not Steve Ward just his peripheral person saying one-sided one-liners and shit like that? Oh, I think I think he'll do well today, and then they'll cut to a like it's it's obviously editing that makes it look that way. But yeah, to me, like it comes across as Steve Ward just hanging around, which is exactly my (laughs) thought process on it. So I don't know whether it's just you know I'm a little bit grabbing
1: an airy. Just having yeah. a hurry. They
4: didn't show him bowling. I was shattered. I was waiting for it. I'm like, when's he gonna be bowling? I want to see him bowl in the next to no one." <laughs>
3: <laughs> the um, the one thing that I did, like, it's a small thing, but it's one thing I didn't realise with that came out of this doco was that um, players actually get a say to a degree in who presents them with their baggy green. Yeah. So I just thought it was simply a, like they choose someone like maybe based on the state the players from and all that type of stuff. And it might be that way. Uh, it might be that way depending on you know if someone's available and things like that. But when it Cal when Cal Ferguson debuts, he requested Nathan Lyon to present him with his baggy because of how much work and his mateship with Nathan Lyon coming through South Australia mm. and all that type of stuff, which yeah. was something I didn't realise the players actually had a say in.
4: Yeah, so uh, I didn't realise that. Yeah. Even though I thought, yeah, it would just be the team mm. or the coach at the time going, okay, who's anywhere near this ground? Because it's obviously yeah. the the debut sort of happened, you know, four or five days out when they select the side, probably even less. So you'd have to be close to the ground in order to do it. Um, One
1: of the commentators jobs yeah, for the boys. Yeah,
4: that's what I imagine. Usually it would be yeah. a commentator, right?
3: Or yeah, well, that's why it always seems to be like a hados or a Gilly or a hussy because they're always kind of commentating and stuff. Yeah. So. Mm. Uh, uh, Josh, boys, uh,
0: match referee, David Boone, might get out there. And... Oh, oh, that'd that'd be, no, a, that's uh, too much work for
4: match referees, Ross. hell. <laughs> 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 got to fall asleep in the weird third-body match referee box for five hours a day and then wake up at the end of the session. Um, Another takeaway, one thing I loved, which was the Ben Stokes match where he single-handedly won the test for England, is when Uh. the third-last ball or something, when Nathan Lyon misses the (laughs) run-out, they've got the camera up in the coach's box, and Steve Smith's there, and um, some cunt on a computer, and um, uh, Langer, And he misses the run out and Langer kicks the fucking shit out of this dustbin down these stairs. (laughs) (laughs) And he's just mouthing off about how shit it is and blah, blah, blah. You can't be doing that. We can't be one person on the bloody fence. You've got to bring him up, all this sort of shit. As he's picking up what seems seems like about 45 coffee cups. (laughs) He spends like five minutes picking up this rubbish. All the while just muttering to himself about how shit we are. Oh, fucking gold. i <laughs> tears laughing at it. <laughs> this is so good. Perfect coaching shit. Kick the shit out of him. There's big.
3: another scene too. There's another scene with Langer as well, which gives you a good insight into the man. It's in one of, I think it might have been one of the ODIs, where like um, early on Finchie's given out lb and he smashes it but finch isn't sure that he hit it oh, and he looked at yes. like the other opener and the other opener went i don't know so he walks off instead of reviewing it yeah and Lance comes down in the change rooms Is like why didn't you review it finchie and he goes well, i wasn't sure if i hit it and i asked it might have been in one of the test matches he, go- he yeah, asked
4: yeah
3: like, he, he asked harris and harris didn't know he goes so I, I he goes i can't waste a review at the top of the order if i'm not sure so he definitely hasn't gone to the Shane Watson school of reviewing, <laughs> and then he so he's walked off, and Langer just kind of goes, "Fuck!" and like walks off and like yeah. storms away. Yeah. Like you're such a dumb cunt for not reviewing it. And, and it's like, like wow, okay.
4: Like minutes after he's gone out, and his head's in yeah, his head, and well, like, Finch spoke quite clearly and concisely for someone who's just gone out. Yeah, and he it, like, it was clarity. He was like, "I felt something on my glove, yeah. but I wasn't sure if I flicked my pad or not." And so, and because yeah. Harris said he couldn't see, well then I didn't want to risk it. Well, literally that clear, that concise, that calm. Langer, halfway through that concise, calm explanation, screams, fuck, and just ghosts him. Turns his back when he <laughs> yeah, out like, walks Yeah, walks
3: off and just <laughs> leaves him <in> there. <laughs> I'd just be, just, uh, I'd be oh. fuming if I
4: was a bitch. I'd be like, you can't. Yeah. Well, what does that achieve? Yeah, you if, yeah,
3: if that was me, Langer might have got a bat in the back of the fucking head. Like, What's, that's Jesus. achieving
4: nothing at the time. You could talk about that decision. Yeah. Fuck it after the test is over, even. It, like, it it, doesn't change anything. Talking about But
3: the that, point, too, is right, like... Talk about it. Finch, used logic to come to his conclusion and not use the review. And Langer's, like, angry that he used logic instead of being selfish. <laughs> and going, oh, fuck it, I'm revealing that. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> but it is good we got that. Yeah, insight. like, if you get a chance to watch it... Yeah, if you get a chance to watch it, it's a fucking good watch, bud. It, it is really is, so...
4: Yeah. It is really good. Mm. How many
3: hours the of the total, total like that? Uh it's it's what are they about forty minutes forty minutes to an hour an episode yeah. and there's about eight or eight episodes I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So I think it's, I watched I watched it all in about two days, about four hours of pop. Hour spoon, uh, so yeah, that's fair enough. so I suppose
0: people might have a bit of time on their hands, so you know, that might um that might be a good thing to settle into. Mm. Days it does give you, you a bit of an insight into prime.
3: selection and stuff as well, which is good. Like how they, some boys want to toss blokes out straight away. Like Finchy, like a few boys wanted to toss him out pretty much straight away. The Test side and Langer kind of stuck up for him a bit, and mm. so it's yeah, an interesting those... insight because it's a it's a very interesting time in the Cricket Australia, like, lifespan from Sandpaper Gate up until the end of that Ashes. So it's they're lucky because they've obviously picked a time and it's a lot of turmoil in that, which is why they've chosen it because of what happened. Mm-hmm. But it does give you some really good insight into what happens with new players and guys out of form and all that type of stuff. So,
1: Is yeah. anyone getting bullied for not sharing? Uh,
4: no.
3: Uh, no. Well, it's not a real cricket club then, is it? <laughs> Yeah. Although they, they, I didn't see anyone doing it. I didn't see any homework either. or any. E- I didn't, I didn't, you know what I didn't see? I didn't see a single slide or email in about 15 colours with lots of the exc- the exclamation and <laughs> question marks. Question marks and shit. So I don't know how good the coaching really is. So, yeah. <laughs>
4: and they do give uh, Marnus a heap of shit, the players. He's like the whipping boy guy. Mm. Oh,
3: he fucking cops it. Yeah, he does. Yeah, all the time. I'm rightly so, because he's a weird cunt. Fucking <laughs> weird.
4: Jesus Christ. <laughs> even, like, the way he
3: talks yeah. is weird.
4: I don't reckon I've ever sort of heard him talk yeah. for a long period of time. So the yeah. talking head sort of stuff. He's
3: got massive rare unit vibes. Massive South African is. vibes. He sort of talks a bit yeah. like this all the time,
4: you know? Mm-hmm. I don't
3: know, it's weird. I don't know, yeah. I don't know. But even... Time. Even they nice interviewed impression. Steve Smith. They interviewed Steve Smith and he, um... Even he thought he was a bit weird and hanging around him too much and now they're, like, <laughs> best mates. So that's, <laughs> so that's an interesting insight as well. <laughs>
4: Oh, yeah. and what was that? Like at the start of the series, <laughs> okay, this is great. It was like just sort of brushed over, but uh, Marnus had this agreement with Steve Smith that if Marnus packed up all of Steve Smith's kit every day, Steve would give him one of his. He'd bats. Give him bat. Yeah. Get your own bat.
2: Fucking and hell, then everyone's giving him just... shit, and Martis
4: goes, it's the best deal of the summer. Oh, I pissed myself off. You're <laughs> <But laughs> like... a Test cricketer,
3: you stupid fuck. But
4: it's like, Jesus. He's, like,
3: he's, like he's, he's happier he's getting that bat than he was getting his baggy green. Like...
4: Yeah, and, but it's all like, mm. don't you have Red. decent bats? You're a test cricketer. Like, whoever your sponsor is, he's giving you the creme dollar creme. Like, how different can it... Yeah. Yeah. it be? I don't know. but anyway that made me laugh that thing yeah. and he just cop shit the whole summer over it and he's just like no nope, it's the best thing alright
1: nice sounds <laughs> shit good ad for Amazon Prime <laughs> yeah it's a it's a good mm. doco and I don't usually watch docos guys
0: what about Do- cricket docos not so
4: many them fighting was- around are they this is the only cricket doco I've ever watched I reckon
0: Uh huh. fire in <laughs> Babylon that's a good one oh <laughs>
3: Yeah. yeah, the um all those ABC ones like the Chapel years and all that they're good. Oh, ones. Yeah.
0: They're good. Yeah.
3: yeah, never watched. Do yourself
0: movie. a favour; they're probably on YouTube. Mm. Yeah, not for long. All right. Well, we move on from <laughs> test documentary to some uh, state cricket awards for uh, the season twenty nineteen twenty twenty. Because remember, we have a focus on domestic cricket on this of course. We <laughs> Always remember that.
4: <laughs> It's written on my when I wake up in the morning. <laughs> you have a focus on local and domestic cricket.
1: Oh, I've got it I've got it laminated and it's hanging up in my shower.
4: Do you, when you walk out of your house, do you tap the top of your door frame? Yeah, yeah as I'm walking,
1: I walk. I, I tap a, um, a, a printout of the Sheffield Shield itself. And it's, it's stuck up above my door, and I just tap it as I walk out, ready to go to work. And then you say, "Let's do this." Uh, so I, am, yeah.
0: I, yeah, I have the um, uh, what was painted on the St Kilda Football Club change rooms, actually, above my doorway, it says, "You're a professional. Keep it simple." And I tap that, and I go to work each morning. <laughs> <laughs> you go to be a teacher. Yep, yeah,
3: right. That's it. <laughs>
4: Yeah.
2: The
1: answers uh, are at so, the back of the book. Taps that as he walks out. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but you have to turn the book upside down to read the answer. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. All right. Sheffield Shield Player of the Year. Uh, Moises Enriquez Nick Maddinson shared that one. The uh, Spirit of Cricket Award went to Tasmania in the men's. And Amash, rightly so. One day player <laughs> of the year it was shared by Wayne Manus and usman <laughs>
2: <laughs> the uh, bbl yeah, player of the year was that. marcus
0: steinus <laughs> australia umpire award was paul wilson
3: Big <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then on the other side of the coin we got the lords taverners indigenous player of the year ashley gardner new south wales uh wbbl player of the year sophie devine from the adelaide strikers wncl player of the year nicole bolton And Spirit of Cricket Award Women's was shared between the ACT, Tassie and New South Wales.
3: So that was all very Just put all the
4: teams in. (laughs) Give it to everyone. (laughs) And
0: now, hand over to Mick for some local cricket.
3: Sounds it. It becomes a participation award at that point. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, dead air love it, guys.
4: Local
3: cricket.
4: Mick?
3: Local cricket? Yeah. Sorry, I didn't hear Ross then. Sorry, boys. Um, so, uh, we'll start off. We've got Jamie Burgess from the Queen's Rocks Good Cricket job. Club. Uh, John Burgess. Yeah, he had a bit of a day with The Rock. He bowled 15.4 overs for two maidens and 10 for 31. Jesus. Fucking <laughs> hell. So, uh, not a bad day at the office there, so well done to him. Fucking yeah. hell. Oh, Next stop is the uh, Wendaree Cricket Club, where we had um, a couple of siblings here. So we had Eloise and Sam. So we've got a, a boy and a girl. Sam, Eloise and Sam. Um, what's their surname? It does not say. Okay, so they um, they were both playing uh, underage cricket. So Eloise uh, plays under-15s for Wendaree, and Sam plays under-17s. In the same day, they both took a hat trick. Yes. Oh nice. That's yeah. awesome. So, yeah, so Sam finished with five for 22 off five overs. Jeez, four runs and overs, Sam. Fucking hell, mate. Um, mm-hmm. And Aloise took twenty-seven, five for 27 off 4.5. They got wickets, but they're getting slapped. Like, yeah, you, can't, yeah. you can't bowl people like that. Like, come on. Huh. Um, next up, we go to the new the new Norfolk Cricket Club, and we check in on young Tyler Benson, who... Um, he made his maiden century on the weekend in juniors. He made 114 not out of 78 balls, so he's belting them. He got 16 fours and four sixes. But unfortunately, Tyler, I've I've been in I've been in talks with my cricket and we're working to get your um century scrubbed. Oh, no. from the record from the record books because you batted with your thigh pad outside your whites. Oh, Fucking grow up, mate. Come on. Yuck. What disgraceful! What Shut What's him. his name, Tyler? Fuck it.
4: Tidied
3: up, Tyler. I get don't blame seat. Tyler. I blame his
4: teammates.
3: Yeah, how does it? How do does they get away with it? that? I blame the whole newfork Norfolk Cricket Club. They need a complete clean out of the board. All yeah. positions need to get spilled, yeah. and they just it. need to start from scratch. Yeah. An extraordinary general meeting is required.
1: Right?
0: Yeah. yeah. What do you think the the people running that were wearing? Do you reckon? Do you reckon they might be wearing high vis? <laughs> oh
1: yeah. Oh, yes. And yeah.
4: everyone. That, either 120 kegs and they haven't or missed
3: like, too many meals either no well <laughs>
4: right, there's no leftovers
3: on a thursday <laughs> night
4: dinner down there let me
1: tell you
3: <laughs> never met a buffet they didn't like in
4: <laughs>
1: oh jeez
3: <laughs> so next up we uh we head over to the paran cricket club in uh victorian premier cricket and we're in we're talking about the women's finals so um we check in on the chairman, uh, Will Sutherland's younger sister, Annabelle Sutherland, who the 18-year-old who'd just been in the World Cup squad and might have even been playing in the World Cup, actually. Um, she rocked up for Peran and made 65 not out of 63 balls and then took four for 17 off nine overs. So, one, well done, young Annabelle. That's a pretty good day at the office. We'll look for four. Yeah, so next <laughs> up, I've just got... So we like to do we like to do this at the uh, end of the year. We like to go through a few stats about what's been happening in park cricket and uh, give you a bit of an idea yeah. of what's happened. Yes, please. So, um, so this year there was one million four hundred five thousand and fifty eight wickets <laughs> taken.
4: I love these numbers. So good.
3: They were taken off six million five hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred sixty nine overs. Which stats gives a wicket every four point six nine overs across the season? Chop, 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 chop. So uh, this year there was also two hundred and sixty-five thousand three seven. Sorry, two hundred and fifty, two hundred and sixty-five thousand seven hundred
1: thirty-six ducks. Nice. So, All of them. Mold.
3: Thankfully, this year, thankfully, this year I only contributed one of those. So, <laughs> and I saved it for the last game of the season. How fucking good's that, you beauty? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was 24,981,606 runs were scored no. And of those uh, There was 75,735 half-centuries And 8,749 centuries So well done all those blokes Who got to ro- raise the bat um, Yeah, up. and that is Local cricket For uh, this episode
4: On you make? It's annoying that my cricket can give you these stats, but they can't give me a breakdown on how many stumpings I have taken as a bowler or compared with how many bowls and courts. That's frustrating to me, just on a downer after your grade yeah, Is that really not in there? No. In you, can, you can work out how often you go out, in particular for um, dismissal types, but you can't get a breakdown of how yeah. many, unless you go through all of your games and get yeah, your yeah, own of course, stats yeah. Here. Oh, I did send you him an you know email that. about five years
1: ago. And goes, mm. did, did you get a response? Because, no, no, what a problem? Database. Sutherland Diaries,
4: my cricket diaries.
3: Start <laughs> that. It's going, one, it's going like 2,000 days deep now, so. Yeah. Dogs. Mm. Bunch <laughs> of arse. Yeah. Yeah, mm. What's it next? <laughs> <dress? concerning. laughs>
4: Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> this, um, everyone being in a different location is really fucking
3: flying. Isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ah, so good.
0: Yes, uh, so I've got some more state cricket news for you. and you? I get a bit more background noise here. Um, mm-hmm. Adelaide Strikers and the South Australian Cricket Association have been uh, hit hard. They've made 23... Members of staff, redundant. Ooh, not, ooh, just this week, yeah. Sacker's cost-cutting was announced on Thursday night. Ooh. That'd be the whole sack, Sixteen members of people. staff and seven contractors. So there you go. do anyway, There'll be more of that, nice. no doubt.
3: That's an interesting one because their season's finished. Like so. Like, I get, like, the AFL and these sports that are currently going now standing down staff, but that's an interesting... Whether they were just doing that anyway because they've had bad seasons and bad numbers, but it's an interesting one considering their season's currently not going, so...
0: It says the second cost-cutting was due to projected revenue for the Adelaide Oval from the AFL season would not be the forthcoming.
3: Ah, OK, so yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So. Yeah, the
0: revenue from the Adelaide Oval. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Adelaide. I didn't
3: consider that. That's a that's a fair point.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So Sacra and the sample finances are complicated because they need to repay a forty two million dollar state government loan to Stadium Management Authority for the construction of Adelaide Oval. Before the twenty twenty men's World Cup. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So this- I heard it's oh. loud even now with no one in
4: it.
3: Like, it's the loudest silence in all of Australia.
4: <laughs> yes. <laughs> the silence is deafening. It's like some of our um, dead air. Yeah. <laughs> it's louder than our dead air. loudest silent stadium in Australia. <laughs> yeah. um, I didn't realise that the sample owns the
0: Adelaide Oval. Uh, no, but they tipped in some cash to build it. Okay. Yeah, re- redevelopment. The SACA own it, pretty sure
3: that I'd imagine that's no. got something to do with the sample being the um, they're probably the licence owners of the Adelaide Crows, I'd imagine. Adelaide
0: and Port Adelaide, yeah, yep. And Port Adelaide, yeah, right. so that's
3: where they would come into mm. it, yeah.
0: Mm. Mm. Complicated. All right, let's not talk about football too much. Let's talk about Australia's best, tatt- best test batting innings of the 21st century. And we're just yeah. going to look at this... For the moment, we're just going to look through 2001 to
4: 2006. So, best so, test innings, so Rob Quiety's 9 would be in uh, there somewhere, I guess, uh, if you just talk him. Yeah. Well, I think like it's at to the top, well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. That was that
0: 2012, so we'll, uh, that was 37, and he made that in 2010, mm. so that that's in the second half. We'll get to that next episode. Oh, no. we just going to go through. Oh, okay. Yeah. 2001 to 2006 in this episode. So, <laughs> the first one... Weird. <laughs> That we're looking at is um, Adam Gilchrist's 122 in the first test against India in Mumbai in the 2001 series. 122 off 112 balls.
1: Coming off a pair, what, wouldn't
0: he? Uh, I think after that he went uh, three zeros in a row. Ah, did he half duck? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And he got a duck in the second innings, I reckon, of that game, and then two ducks yeah. in the next game. Well, yeah, but he came years. out and blitzed him. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah That was when Hados made a ton, Sweeping. That was his series, the 2001 uh, series. Oh, yes. Yep, yep. And uh, Gilchrist's ton there is often forgotten because it was overshadowed by Hados. The second uh, one on this list is the third test. In Chennai, from that same series, Hados made his 203 in that one.
3: Nice.
0: So uh, that was one Australia... F- um, Famously didn't win. After winning the first test, then they had the Nightmare in Kolkata where Dravid and um, Laxman batted for the whole day and mm-hmm. they lost that gun. And they butted up for the third one and lost it as well. Harbid Singh took a hatful of wickets across the series. That, uh, uh, what was that Look, iconic that series, 2001 though, Tour we? of India. Mm. No,
1: no. Yeah, we oh. No, lost
0: 1-2. Won the first one and lost the next two. Oh. Yeah. Well that's the <laughs> unlosable when we made it's the one where we made India follow on and drived and yeah, yeah. Laxman batted for a whole day yeah. Yeah. so we never enforced the follow on again 20 years later we're still following that mantra <laughs> yeah. uh, the next Cowards. one was yeah one made in 48 degree heat it's Matty Hayden's 119 in the test against Pakistan in Sharjah Mark Waugh's last test oh, yeah. yeah I think Pakistan
1: Paci- yeah <laughs> I think they were bowled for 45 yes. and 47, I think. Jesus. What? Jesus. Something like that, Yeah. I was, like yep. yeah. sure. was going to say 55 50
0: 57 day. or something like that. Yeah,
1: yeah. they would have. But it was... Yeah. yeah. I think it was
0: a bit of CBF. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was hot, yeah. But Hados uh, got more than Pakistan, yep. Yeah. So it was oh, good. It's footage of the players bowling with those ice things tied around their necks. That's
1: oh, it. the weird yeah. shit from the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, was this the yeah, tour yeah. where um, Dizzy was going to bowl in sunglasses and had holes drilled into the top of them so the sweat would go into the <laughs> holes and not onto
3: his lenses? I'm pretty. I it think that tour.
1: It
0: could have been. It was 48 degrees or something when they're playing.
3: If not, it is now, bull. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> <laughs> Only
4: Dizzy would do some yeah. shit like that.
0: Yeah, I know he
1: definitely did. I'm just not sure which tour it was.
0: Yeah, uh, Adam Gilchrist. 204 what? of 213 balls, the first test against South Africa in Johannesburg. Yeah. At the time, that was the fastest double-ton in test cricket, but he was overtaken by Nathan, Nathan Astle just uh, a little while later. Uh, he nearly hit a huge gold sign uh, at the ground, a bit like the Mercantile Mutual sign, and if he'd hit it, he would have got uh, 10,000 rand or something like that.
1: Yeah. I think this way. is the tour where... Um Adam Gilchrist and his wife were embroiled in some sort of controversy with Michael Slater. Um, some publication had run a story about Gilchrist's child being Slater's, and it was all just sort of weird shit. Yeah, I think that's the tour.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Jesus, because he yeah, Cause you're gonna, you know, it was all off field uh, a lot of yeah. nonsense going on, but on field he had he sued just yeah, complete clarity and smacked a double yeah. double hundred. Mm. Interesting. Yep. Uh, I do vaguely remember that um, test uh, innings. The next one was just uh, the next test. Ricky Ponting, 100 not out of 160 against South Africa and Cape Town.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I don't remember that one, but anyway... No, nah, I'm well, yeah,
1: not sure what made that yeah. so mm.
0: special. Uh, next one, Haydos, 380 or 437 balls against Zimbabwe at the uh, yeah. Yep.
4: The least worthy of all these ones.
1: <laughs> 380 is pretty st- fucking big. Yeah, but come on, man. Who's like, bowling to
4: him? Yeah, but you've played
1: against shit teams and they've made like 40. He's made 380.
4: True.
1: I'm with Bull on this one.
4: 40 was hard, after yeah
1: it. <laughs> 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 uh. You pain um, yeah.
0: Unfortunately, for some for some reason, they haven't got these um in order. They got them in year order, but then within the year, they're all jumbled up. Yeah. So it's a worrying
4: and worrying trend.
0: Yeah. So uh, that was that was October two thousand three. But if we rewind to January two thousand three, <laughs> Steve Waugh, hundred and two of one hundred and thirty five balls in the fifth test against England in Sydney.
1: That's the one that saved his career, isn't it? That's the Richard yeah. Dawkins.
0: Last ball yeah. of the day, one. Uh, that's it. Uh, who won that test?
3: Uh, England won that test quite comfortably, from memory. <laughs> they did. Oh, was yeah. that the was that the slog sweeping test?
1: No, nah, that's when he made eighty. That was his last. Yeah, Steve test. walked in another year. Oh, that was his last. Yeah. Mm, yeah.
0: yeah. Mm. Yep. Uh, we then go to Ricky Ponting in the two thousand and three Test series against India. That was after the two against Zimbabwe. He made. 257 against India at the MCG.
1: He got two that series, didn't he? One against one at Adelaide Oval as well, I think. Got a double or a big hundred? Yeah,
0: got a big hundred. Yep, that's not that on was, this list. That was his last mm. series. Yeah, we lost that one. Too.
1: He was going to take mm. over as captain after this series.
0: Yep. They lost that one in Adelaide. Didn't Ajit Agurka take six for?
1: Yeah.
0: Mm. But I'm pretty sure they won in Melbourne. Led by an opening bowling attack of Dizzy and Brad Williams.
1: Yeah, and they drew in Sydney, Yay. which was Steve Waugh's yeah. last test, and he went out to right. 80 and almost cost him yep. the game.
0: Yeah, Simon <laughs> Kadic, I think, batted for a long time.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's right.
0: Mm. Uh, another one in 2003. I don't remember this one, but um, Ricky Ponting, 206, second test versus the West Indies in the Port of Spain. So that must have come straight after the 2003 World Cup.
1: Yeah, it would have been his second test as captain, I think.
0: Yeah, oh, 2003, yeah. I test captain, I can't remember. yeah. Yep, yep. All right. Um, yeah, I don't remember that one. I remember Damien Martin didn't play and because he broke his finger in the World Cup and Gilchrist batted six in that series. Played five bowlers right. each test. Uh, we move on now to a little bit later. 2005, Ricky Ponting, 156 in the third test against England in Manchester. I think that's the one where he... Yeah, drew the test. Yeah, him yeah. and Brett Lee, was it at the end? Who was there? I think
1: so. Yes, it was Brett Lee because they had the yeah, and edge best on the, the test before and Brett uh-huh. Lee was shitting himself. Or was shitting himself because he was next in.
0: Yes. Ponting went out late in that game but I think there was eight yep. of his left. Something that yeah, and they managed it. to secure it. All right, next one. Not sure if you remember this one, Mick. <laughs> uh, Adam Gilchrist 102, not out of 59 balls versus England at the Wacker.
3: Jesus.
1: I do remember That's that. One, that
3: nearly, two, it, yeah, nearly what year record. is that? 2006. and six. Five. So so there's a double ton from 2005 that didn't get mentioned.
1: Yeah. Ah, oh. oh, the South African uh, against South Africa. The fucking greatest <laughs> double ton ever seen in Australian fucking
3: soil. <laughs> Big dodgeball. 203 not out. Brad Hodge, how does that not get oh. on that fucking list? Uh, I
1: took I him 700 balls.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's when Jax Rudolph batted the last
3: day and they fucking secured a draw because dodgeball couldn't get the job done earlier yeah. mm. As bad captaincy not putting good enough batsmen around him to help I him agree, Mick. I agree Mick yeah. I'm
4: in your
0: trade two to go two to go and we've got a new person on the list Jason Gillespie's 201 not out of 425 balls against Bangladesh
1: yeah it's a good one Yep,
0: and last but not least, Ricky Ponting's hundred ninety six, first test against England in Brisbane in two thousand and six. Oh, so that would right. have been the one where Harmison threw the first ball to Flintoff at second slip.
1: Yeah, ninety six. six. Giles dropped him early on at um, mm-hmm. deep backward square leg, playing a pull shot, and then he just went playing at one hundred ninety seven. <laughs>
0: yep. Nice I don't know
1: how, do I, how do i remember this shit i, I, don't, I know. don't know so there <laughs> was uh, maddie hayden
0: adam gilchrist punter and steve war that's it and steve Waugh only had one of them and gillespie I... had one so out of 13 there were Man. four players basically
1: there's two that are missing for mine ross or three mm. i think um is in 2004 against Sri Lanka and India, where we finally won in India. Mm. Damien Martin scored 160 in about two days on a ranked turner at won us the game there. And um, yep. Darren Lehman's first hundred against Sri Lanka in Sri Lanka mm. should also mm. be on that list, in my opinion. Yeah, that's after Damian Hooks, he died. Martin's,
0: yes, Damien Martin's ton in India, and he's batting the whole series. He didn't make uh, necessarily you know ton after ton, but he made 70s and 80s and 50s yeah. and and there was I a century in there. And the, and that, the
1: 96 yeah. in the second inning.
0: Yes. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so um, Channel, this is by Channel 7 Cricket, and they did say we've left some gaps in case people point out we've missed some good ones. So maybe that, you could tweet them. Michael the, Clark the on well, Do Do that Boot, might be 2004. in
1: 2004. Oh, yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, very good point. Yeah. Yeah. 150? Mm. yeah, something like that on debut, yeah. Yep, yep.
3: Have a good hour looking
0: you <laughs> yes. so I've never liked them, I'm always had Yeah, I'm off mm. them. Uh, uh, also, best test batting innings. It didn't say anywhere it had to be a 100, so I would have no. put in um, Glenn McGrath's 57 against New Zealand at the Gabba 61. in 2004. 61, sorry. Yeah. Yes, that was pretty good. Um, I'm trying to think of some other fine innings that didn't quite make it to the 100 mark. But um, I guess Michael Slater wasn't around at that stage. So. <laughs> in that birth <laughs> test,
3: in the first innings, Brad Hodge made 41. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> good point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Uh, Did he good? Uh, good. Nice. Yep. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> so, yes, um, if you've got any other thoughts, that was just 2001 to 2006, but I can tell you Channel 7 have got no... Good test innings between 2006 and 2011. Because the next one's Dave Warner's test debut. Oh, second test. Yes. So there's nothing between Punter in
1: 06 and Warner in 2011. Philip Hughes made twin hundreds, didn't he, in 2009? Yes, (laughs) he did. Yeah. In South Africa. Second test. That was...
0: That was that was March 2009. How did that not... Maybe sensitivity. Uh,
3: twin uh, hundreds. F- twin f- hundreds, f- no, <laughs> yeah. But Channel 7 are just fucked. Oh. all. <laughs> <Just laughs> unbelievable.
0: Surely that rings alarm bells when you put together a list of the 21st century which is 20 years old yeah. and you go, Six hang years on, we've got a five year gap. Fuck <laughs> 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 Fucking hell.
3: Fuck, like, no one made a ton for five years and they won't do yeah, shit now. find anything. Put
1: it in. Have <laughs> a shitty one <laughs> day game. I don't care. Just find something. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, so anyway, I look forward to the second instalment of that. We'll keep everyone on hooks. They won't be able to look that up. On oh, the yeah. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Now, Alex, I believe you have a little filler about how to tame lions.
4: Oh, yeah. So um, we'll, we'll, we'll break the fourth wall here for the listeners. I was madly today trying to come up with a segment because I'm lazy and didn't do it all for the previous
1: fortnight just by being in isolation for almost the Welcome time to time. my world.
4: Um and I was like, ah, well I've got I've got the book I bought from a second hand shop for fifty cents, Max Walker How to Tame Lions. So give that a read. Surely there'll be some funny excerpts and <laughs> some stuff to didn't hear that I should have <laughs> funny. Some funny excerpts and stuff to um, uh, read out and just like maybe laugh at Max Walker or something. And yep. it is possibly the most boring book of anecdotes from a guy who For all intents and purposes, is a great, fun character, you know. But the book is just, there's nothing to it. It's just this shit anecdote about how some dude, when he was working for the Wide World of Sports, pulled his pants down in front of him when he was trying to do a um, segment. That's That's, it. That was style. That's (laughs) (laughs) five pages. There's five pages of him dragging out some bloke mooning him while he was reading <laughs> out some stuff on Wide World of Sports. Uh, so he didn't he didn't uh, tell the story about when he got back. sacked
3: in the commentary team and then he streaked at the MCG?
4: No, well, I didn't get that far in, Mick. Maybe it's in there, oh, I don't know. okay. The first it's 15 like Billy pages Birmingham. were a fucking snorkel. <laughs> so I'm like, well, I can't really have a segment about... I could read out some excerpts but it'd be more boring than my normal segment I think so <laughs> don't oh, I don't fucking, know fuck it i not make too many because? big oh, claims. Cool. well, <laughs> well so you what, you, what you're as saying as I is talking, you <laughs> 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 Jeez. Oh,
0: I did t- I just popped a sleeping tablet sorry
4: <laughs> um, Maybe it's too late, Ross. Normally you do it before you start. <laughs> That's it. So, well, I, I don't. If you I see had it a bit delay. of shadowing
0: in the first twenty-five minutes of the episode. Uh,
4: <laughs> always talking over uh, me. you go. being oh. over, you know, <laughs> So if you see it in a second-hand shop for fifty cents, don't buy.
1: Um,
4: Haggle them down. Oh,
1: just, fucking just life <laughs> advice
4: oh yeah just buy a
1: shitty tweed jacket or something instead well I should always be <laughs> buying a tweed jacket yeah mm. you're a tweed man aren't you Paul yeah we'll start our fashion podcast later <laughs> a short one don't okay we <laughs> Alistair Campbell don't be always leather cats. yeah okay. just buy your everything <laughs> from Rivers yeah <laughs> <laughs> click That's and collect
0: a- it's the only way
4: and do do uh, a click and collect too, yeah, from Rivers.
0: Yeah, that's what I said. Yep. Okay. Oh, is
4: it? I didn't even
0: hear. he nah. <laughs> Did not
4: actually say that? He fucking yes. did. <laughs>
0: It's uh, it's like our cheekly conversation all over again. Uh, you God. said it, and then I said it about two minutes later because I didn't hear you the first time. Oh, I was just go so, back to the last episode. Yeah, that's it. it our cheekly. So let's talk a little bit of. Uh, I'm gonna steal something that's really in, which really is David's wheelhouse, and that's cricket governance. Oh, yeah, card to me. down, bull. Yes. That'll uh, get me going. Uh, you you just got over the edge. Sale. Okay, so you might recall that. Um, Alistair Campbell was a former Zimbabwe cricketer and he was yeah. one of the country's most successful captains and he later took on admin roles with cricket Zimbabwe and spent time as a chief selector of the national sides. And he's yeah, now he a global. Oh so he was one of their most successful captains. Do you
3: think <laughs> he he one of their one most test. successful captains? He won the test, did he? Yeah, okay. He won that test.
2: <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> one. He won that one. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> recently, he spoke to some website called ESPN Crick Info about the realities of cricket's financing model. and potential. Website. Yeah, the potential road ahead for the weaker teams or the smaller nations. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll just scroll down. There's a lot there It wasn't that interesting as governance can be, but um, he <laughs> did get... Um, uh, said, um, uh, what's, what's, It says, why aren't there structures in place in Zimbabwe? Zimbabwe has uh, been a full member of the ICC and has been receiving ICC money for many years. And Alistair said, well, yes, it should be better. Um, The money's been spent on fixtures and players and salaries. All that stuff comes with running a business and being a corporate if you're an ICC member. When you're an associate country, the ICC pays for your flights and your accommodation when you tour, and now suddenly, like Ireland and Afghanistan are seeing, and you're a full ICC member, they go, okay, you're big boys now. Here's your money, sort out your own problems. Now they need to have a CEO, they need secretaries, they need this and that, and suddenly it's a big corporate operation, having a national cricket team.
2: Yeah, who don't would
0: people Yeah, quite understand how costly it is to host a game of cricket if you don't have a proper TV rights contract. So take the Afghanistan vs West Indies game in Lucknow, which was, I think, back in October or November of last year. It finished in two and a half days, but all the people working on it have been booked for five days, the grounds, the staff, the food, everything. So yes, they played a test match, but it's probably cost them US $200,000 to $300,000, perhaps more. And if your yearly grant is about $4 million, it means you spent close to 10% of your budget on playing one test match. Mm. Mm. A lot of countries like Zimbabwe, Afghanistan, Ireland, Scotland, Netherlands want to play more, but can't because the cash is not there. It's not that they don't want to play cricket, but they can't because they don't have enough cash to host matches.
4: It's crazy right. that they're only getting four million dollars. To me, mm.
2: you're yes. a test You know what?
4: It, and now. The ICC turns over, oh fuck, hundreds of billions. Or is that too much? To yeah, you know? mm. I don't know. No, I, feel I, don't like, know I feel like oh, the rights that's... for you know Indian cricket would be at least hundreds. Oh, they'd of be hundreds, way up if there, not
3: billions. But does that go to the ICC or does that go to the BCCI, um, who are the same? The thing, BCCI, aren't they? who are selling their cricket game. Because uh, like I imagine, the money in Australia from Channel Seven doesn't go to the ICC. Uh, yeah, it goes to yeah. Cricket CA. Good point. Yeah. Uh, not uh, well, yeah,
4: Don't know how it works. But four million set doesn't seem a lot to support a test playing
3: nation. No, it be. doesn't. No. I
0: just. Uh, the thing that, that
3: I, the thing that I found a bit surprising there was the, like. Well, I look and obviously I'm wrong but I, I would I thought and would would have thought that it was the host nation so when India comes to Australia I thought Australia would have like organised accommodation and buses and all that type of stuff but clearly they don't according to that
0: uh, well I'll get to that now it says what makes oh, okay. it so costly yeah. to host a cricket tour if you host you pay for the hotel the buses securities and the facilities when Zimbabwe Afghanistan Ireland uh, want to host, say, the West Indies or India? They'll need to send people for Horn Hand to check out the facilities. The hotel needs to be five star. Needs facilities. They'll need specific balls for the warm-ups. One Kookaburra ball is about 150 bucks, and you need about 50 for practice. Mm. So 50. when you play with the big boys, the cost escalates. Then there's TV. The broadcaster wanted okay. 12 camera or 16 camera production. I don't think production is less than 40,000 dollars a day. That's for a bog standard cool. production. So for a test match, that's about 200,000 dollars at least. You have to sell the TV rights for more than that. Not many people take it. They'll take the content and say, if we get any money from advertising revenue, we'll share it with you. But unless you play against India, or unless you have your own domestic cricket market, there's you can't get a lucrative TV deal, and you can't survive on just the ICC grants to play for cricket against everybody. It's just not possible. It's important to get it on TV. So many success stories, success stories have come by someone saying, I saw my hero on TV. And once upon a time, the ICC had a test match fund, I think it was ten million dollars over eight years. They put aside for subsidising test matches for the lesser nations to help them out, because it's so costly to host a test match. They've withdrawn that now and said, "No, you guys should be able to make your own plan."
1: Sort your own shit out. Mm. Mm.
4: They're not really growing yes. the game, then, are they?
1: No. The no they stopped there, growing eh? the game when they changed the bloody World Cup fixture, didn't they? Really? Well, I don't yeah. Think yeah they well, don't that's fuck true. They're not growing the game. Yeah. they just want to keep the boys in who are there yeah. in, yes. in, in in luxuries.
0: The last point I'll say is the ICC uh, current grant is probably enough to run your infrastructure, first class tournaments, pay your players, and run an organisation. But it's not possible with that amount of money to host and play as much cricket, international cricket, as you should be yeah, playing to improve. So, does
3: this mean we need something from the ICC to like Jeez. let me be me? Yeah. Mm. So do we need, about MTV? So do we need something from the ICC then for?
1: Oh, we're out of
0: whack. It's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, huh. It's just me. <laughs> can't hear you. No, I can't hear anything.
1: They might do us. I think we're out of six, so... Yep, I yeah, think so. Yeah, I think so. Lost the plot that.
0: It's like ICC should do the fixturing mix, probably what you said. Okay. Oh, no,
3: I was just saying, yeah, they need to come up with some way to force the big boys to play the smaller nations so then they, have, they can sell the TV rights because people want to watch Australia That's or it. India or whatever. So
0: Yeah, well, I think yeah. if the ICC did the dream they could fix all of that. But anyway, it uh, seems yeah. like a pipe dream. Uh, <laughs> but we'll finish on one of the best things going around at the moment with it. no cricket on. Uh, please do yourself a favour, go to Twitter and look up Rob Moody and jump on his YouTube channel. Because he has got some of the greatest cricket highlights of all time. Yep. And he's just sharing them non-stop. You can put in a request too.
4: My favourite so, yeah,
0: so far... is a um, guy. Yeah, my favourite so far is his uh, compilation of shithouse fielding efforts. <laughs> including <laughs> Steve Waugh in about the 1991-92 Benson & Hedges World Series final. Second final against India. There's a caught and bowled. It's skied way up in the air, standing mid-pitch, and he drops it. And Alan Borders standing about three metres from him and ends up hands and knees, fists, fist knuckles on the ground just, and just look at him and go, what have you done? Uh, it's a bizarre guy. have all job. been there, Alan. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's in, these, uh, in these times of no cricket, it's a great source of some old gold, as Rob likes to yeah. call it. Yeah. All right. Well, we're all on major social media, podcasting, and f- platforms, <laughs> and all the rest. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, and next podcast. We're we'll until next time. It's bye for now. Thanks for listening. See you, lads. See ya. See ya.
1: See ya. See
0: ya.